Are you prejudging your customers? We'll learn why you shouldn't on today's show. On today's show, we have a new piece of content from our financing training series. We're going to have Matthew Bratsis from EGIA along with a guest from FTL Financing to discuss why prejudging your customers can really screw you over the long haul, especially when it comes to financing. And after that, we're going to run another segment from our maintenance technician training course called FORM, FORM. Hi, Matthew here with EGIA, and today we're going to talk about selling tips with FTL. I'm joined by Rachel Mecklenburg. Rachel, say hi. Hi, everyone. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some basic selling tips specifically for overall contractor financing. Then we're going to get into some really kind of secret success tips for, to work with FTL. So, Rachel, let's talk about selling because I know that's one of the things you're kind of passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, what are your top tips or where do you want to start with? So the number one tip and the one truth that we know and any industry is that every customer buys differently. No doubt. So when you're a business owner, you are not your main customer. You know, you want to avoid making assumptions about what you think a customer would like, what interest rate you think they'd like, what higher seer efficiency system, whatever the case is, you just don't want to make those assumptions. Um, you want to give them multiple options and really hear them out. I can't agree with you more. We've had multiple um, modules as we go through our selling process to talk about avoiding that prejudgment. Don't walk mm -hmm. into a house. And and how many times have we have you talked to contractors where they've walked into a house and they think these people have all kinds of money just to find out that there's nothing in the house because they literally are house poor mm -hmm. or the other way, right? Which is when they walk into a house that doesn't look like it's got all that. So they make the assumption that these people can't afford anything, but they have got tremendous credit and they really actually value some other issues. So we can't put that that prejudgment on top of people. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really eye-opening experience for the contractor when they do see that the people that look like they have all the money and the fancy cars and yeah. the pools, and then they're the ones that need the financing the most. Right. So, and they're the, yeah, they're the ones that use the financing the most because exactly. most people don't have the money to just throw out for that kind of stuff. Exactly. So that's one of the most important things. And then also making sure that you're speaking the customer's language at all times because most customers, um, they don't speak technician. So make sure okay. that you're asking them the right questions that applies to them. You know, do you have allergies? Is it cold in your house? Do you like it hotter? You know, just using terms that resonate with the consumer. So then they're going to be able to understand more. And then you're going to be able to build a strong customized offering together. That's a real big, that's a real nice point, And it's something we want to kind of talk about, which is listening and understanding mm -hmm. the customer and building that relationship. You want to expand on that a little bit? Exactly. Because when you do listen to them, you're going to be able to come up with multiple different offers for them. And it only makes your offering stronger. And then when you do this, it um, leads to not only better customers, but more referrals, repeat customers, and then happier customers as well. And there's no better lead than a referral. Exactly. There's no better lead. Um, and then the other thing I think we like to talk about is people use financing and sometimes they tend to drop their drop their margins. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, definitely. So when you build these strong offerings and you have everything that the customer wants and then not only make it affordable for them through financing and a monthly payment, you're not going to lose. So if you were to go in there and still give them everything they want, but then they find out it's $10,000, they might start taking things off. Like, you know, if they wanted that Wi-Fi thermostat or they wanted that higher fear efficiency system, they might be taking those things off and then you might be dropping your margins. So upfront, always lead with a monthly payment, offer financing the first time. I couldn't agree with you more. I, 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 I talked in a couple other modules about if you, if you walk in the house, 
probably the first thing I'm asking you is because listen, nobody's expecting your HVAC system to go out, right? Nobody's saving their money. We're not for, excited either. We're not, we're not <laughs> right. You're not excited. And what's the first question you're walking in when when a, when an HVAC tech walks in? What's the first question coming out of my mouth is, how much is this going to cost? Mm -hmm. He doesn't have any idea because he hasn't looked at my sizing, what's going on. But I need to know, right? Whether it's going to be if they drop that big ten thousand dollar number on me. It changes my thought from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I think a good mindset for the contractor too is if someone were to walk in and ask you for 10 grand, are you just going to write a check for that? Or, or are you going to go to Disney World with your kids? Or are you going to buy that new car this year? Or, you know, you, everyone has a certain amount set aside per month for groceries, for sure. car insurance, you know, whatever that monthly payment is. So that's what we're used to. And that's what's going to resonate most with the customer. And, and this is where I go back to where you talk about speak the customer's language. I think most mm -hmm. customers live their life on a budget on monthly payments, right? I mean, mm -hmm. we talk about payments on your television. You talk about payments on your cell phones, right? Yep. What makes you think you're not going to do payments on your HVAC system? Exactly. You can even finance your pet now. You can't. Isn't that, that crazy? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you can, you can finance. I haven't done that. Have you financed your pet? I haven't, but if I get the chance to, I definitely will. <laughs> there you go. So let's talk about some of the secrets of success, specifically with FDL. Where do you want to, what kind of tips do you want to give people towards that? So secrets of success with FTL to me means the actions that you can take to be successful with not only FTL finance, but just financing in general and with the Optimist platform. So the first thing I would say here is something we've already touched on a little bit, but you want to make sure that you are leading with financing every time and offering it to every single customer. So this can be through word of mouth. You know, that's very impactful. Sure. Making sure that technicians and employees are trained and offering it over the phone. And then also that's through truck decals, that's through marketing, that's through your website. So getting it out there and at least letting the customer know they have another way to pay. So a lot of times when we talk about, when we talk to contractors and we talk about offer financing every time, mm -hmm. sometimes you get a little bit of the army game, right? You get sometimes... Well, I mentioned that I mentioned finance and they didn't seem interested and, and they feel like that's leading. I don't think that's what we're really talking about. We're probably talking about more leading with that monthly payment. Exactly. Yes. So it's it's one thing to get registered and to be offering it and putting it out there. But then there comes this part where you do need to be trained and get your employees trained and lead with a monthly payment. Um, if you really do want to grow your business, it's more than just registering and then never using it again. Right. It's really important to learn the tips and tricks. And that's where our team will jump in and help us so well. Talk for just a second about the training that you guys um, offer for your contractors, because I do know that you have kind of multiple levels of that to be able to kind of get them engaged. Mm -hmm. So I am on the field team, so I'm the outside training. And then within FTL, um, when you get signed up and enrolled, you're going to complete an onboarding with the inside sales reps and then also receive an account manager. But the training doesn't just stop there at enrollment. We're going to check in with you, you know, help you do monthly payments. When you add new employees, we're going to set them up with credentials and train them as well. So the training doesn't just stop there. And I think that's really important to note with financing is there's always something new. There's always, you know, something you could probably be doing better, um, sure. you know, making sure you're giving customers different options of monthly payments, you know, kind of gauging out what they can it's, afford. No, so. I, I think that's a great point. I, 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 it's akin to, I say this all the time, professional baseball players take batting practice every single day. So why would we not think that our technicians and our sales consultants don't need to just kind of practice and kind of sharpen their tools all the time? And I guess that's what you're really saying is that you guys work with that. Exactly. And then I know there's videos through EGIA Contractor University that they can watch. So there's lots of things out there to utilize. And we're not trying to take more of your time. Um, we're going to be there to hold your hand and help you throughout the way. 
um, that's what our team is here for. Yeah, it's as we've always said, I've said this in a lot of these modules, it's never about making you have to work longer. Mm -hmm. What it's trying to do is about making you more efficient so that you have a better work-life balance. And the last thing I want to make sure we do talk about with FDL, because I think this is really important, mm -hmm. is there's not very many lenders out there that really work on service calls, but I know that that's something that you guys really have like a really nice niche in. Yes, and thank you for bringing that up. I wanted to move back to that as well. So when I was speaking earlier about offering financing to every customer, it's also important to be offering on every job. It's not just changeouts. It's not just, you know, larger equipment purchases. It's everything, um, especially with FTL. So um, you know, especially with the environment we're in right now, repairs are becoming more common. So FTL will finance service and labor down to $300. Down to $300. Mm -hmm. So is that the maximum, is that the maximum, is that the minimum approval level is the $300? Yes. Okay. And the, the job, the technical job, when you actually do the, the job has to be at least $300. At least $300 that the customer. But that's still with. a tremendous value. Mm -hmm. It's nice. I mean, I think people forget the fact that that you can finance and you can still pr propose monthly payments for a service call, not just the, the AOR, the add-on replacement. Yes. So that's and, great. And just getting in that habit of doing it for everything across the board, that's going to make you more successful as well and just get in that routine. Awesome. I really appreciate that. Any other tips you want to leave us with? I think we're good. We're excited to have you aboard. Contact us if you need anything. And we're really excited about the Optimist platform. We, uh, we share that ex same exact enthusiasm. If you have any questions or you want any more information, please feel free to reach out to Rachel and the team over at FTL, or you can reach out to me directly or any of our salespeople, Mike Brisbane, Eric Goody, whoever it is at EGIA. We want to make sure we get you onboarded with FTL inside the Optimist program and get as much success using their approve more, their service calls, using their process. We really think that's a, a, a tremendous value. Rachel, thank you for joining us. Thank I really so was a much. pleasure talking to you. Look forward to seeing you guys at the next module. Thank you, talk to you soon. Now, there's one more really important thing I want you to think about as you begin your call. And that is the nature of the relationship with your homeowner. Listen, I've been doing this for a lot of years and the older and the more experienced I get in this industry, I realize how important, how crucial the relationship with your homeowner really is. And a lot of times, if you're technically gifted, you're mechanically inclined, you know, the people thing kind of gets in your way, right? Uh, and you have to be willing to take the time to nurture and build that relationship with your homeowner. Now, there's a lot of reasons why this is important. Number one, you've all heard the old saying that people buy from people they like, right? Here's the reality. At the end of the call, you're going to be making recommendations to your homeowner. The degree to which they will take your advice, the degree to which they will accept your recommendations will be a huge reflection on the nature of the relationship. If there's no conversation other than a mechanical conversation, if there's no basis for a relationship, they'll have no problem saying thanks, but no thanks. But if there's a relationship, if there's high trust, then they feel uh, more likely to go ahead and accept your recommendations. I mean, let, let me put it this way. Suppose you had a barbecue over at your house. You just bought a new house. You're having a barbecue out back, and you've got your lifelong friend there, your best friend of all time. You trust him with your money. You trust him with your family. Best, he's, like, he's like your brother, right? Best friend ever. And he happens to be in the fence business. And so you're out in the backyard having a cold beer, cooking some steaks, and you say, hey, Joe, I need to put a fence up over here in this area and that area. You know, what would it take to do that? How much would it cost? Oh, it'd probably take a couple of days. I need some materials. We could do it for $5,000, right? Do you three-bid your buddy, right? Do you start questioning him, thinking, I wonder if he's trying to rip me off? No, because the trust level is so high, you say, go ahead and do it, right? Now, that's an extreme example, but it just goes to show when the relationship is high, when the trust level is high, 
people are willing to take your advice, just like you would take the advice of your friend. On the other hand, suppose you had some guy showed up at that barbecue that just moved in across the street. And he says to you, hey, hey, I do fences too, man. I've been doing fences for a long time. I can do this whole fence for half the price, right? Do you just trust that guy? No, you're very suspicious. You want to check him out, right? Maybe he is half price. Maybe he's cutting some corners. My point is you are far less likely to accept his recommendation, even though he's half the price. Why? Because you don't know the cat. You don't trust the dude. So you have to understand the importance of the relationship in everything you do in the house. The relationship is so key. And again, People do buy people from they do buy from people they like, but there's a flip side of that coin. People also buy from people who like them. What I mean by that is your homeowners want to know that you like them. We spend a lot of time getting people to like us, right? By asking sincere questions, showing genuine interest, making sincere compliments. All of those things are very endearing ways to get people to like you. But you also got to let them know that you like them. And one of the most effective ways I've ever learned to do this is to ask your homeowners advice on something. Right? If they have a boat, ask their advice on fishing or boating. If they have a Harley-Davidson, ask their advice on buying a motorcycle. Right? It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you know about it or not. You know, Mr. Mr. Homeowner, Mr. Homeowner, I see you got that beautiful Harley out there. I've never had a Harley. But, you know, if I was going to, you know, buy a Harley, what should be the first kind of bike I should look at? And you start asking someone's advice about something they care about. And I'm telling you, number one, they'll fall in love with you, right? Because the sweetest sound they'll ever hear is themselves giving advice right? And of course, the sweetest other sound they'll ever hear is the sound of their own name, right? But using their name, asking their questions, it draws people in. You've got to make sure that you're investing in the relationships. You've got to understand, too, that relationships by their very nature are messy. You cannot be efficient with relationships, with people. You can be efficient with machines and computers, but with people, right, they're just not efficient. They take time, just like the relationships and personal relationships, a man and a woman dating or whatever the case may be, right? Those relationships take time to develop. It's the same way on a sales call. I want to give you an example of just how important uh, the relationship is and talk about something I learned about years ago called the self-disclosure loop. Really, really important. Self-disclosure loop is exactly what it sounds like. It's about sharing something personal. And I'll show you exactly what happened in the story. So I'm out on a call a couple of years ago with a service technician. He was a selling technician. And he had done his diagnostic. It was on an older system. And the repairs were about $2,000. Now, the homeowner was about 35 years old, young guy. He just bought this house. And in the living room, there's no air conditioning in this house because it's, it's a no-cool situation, and it's during the summertime, they're very hot, is his wife, who was very clearly very pregnant, and three other kids, right? They were watching TV in the living room. It was extremely hot, right? So I'm just kind of sizing up this situation, and uh, we come back down from the attic, and we're talking about the 2000 bucks repairs. And then the service tech and myself and the homeowner, we go out to the backyard to look at the, the condensing unit, right? Well, the previous homeowner had had a dog that had urinated all over the condenser, and of course, the coils were all corroded and different things. And so we're just sitting there having this conversation about what should he do? And he just bought this house. He just bought a new car. His wife was fixing to have a baby. Like he's hemorrhaging money, right? And so he's honestly contemplating doing $2,000 of repairs on this 20-year-old system. So whenever I see somebody kind of struggling with a decision, a lot of times I'll just kind of change the subject and try to build a relationship with them. Because again, the older I get, the more I realize how important the relationship is. So I see him kind of struggling, him and Han, and so I just kind of strike up a conversation about his family. I said, man, I couldn't help but notice, you know, you have this wonderful family in there. It looks like you guys are fixed to have another baby. And he goes, yeah, 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 we're fixed to have another baby. He starts talking. It was, in fact, my, my oldest daughter, I think she was about 12, my oldest daughter was from my first marriage. And right away, you know, I'm thinking self-disclosure loop. Here's a chance. He's talking about something personal. And when people talk about something personal, if you ignore that, if you don't respond to it, they will feel rejected by you. You have to show some genuine interest. 
So I'm a big communicator. I don't mind sharing personal stories. And so he says about his divorce. I'm like, oh, I know what that feels like. You know, I've been through a divorce and it's, it's tough, man. He goes, no, no, no. Uh, I didn't get divorced. My first wife died. And I'm doing the math. This guy's like mid-30s. He's got a 12-year-old daughter. And I'm thinking, man, she must have been super young. So I said, his name was Keith. I said, Keith, man, she must have been really young. He goes, yeah, man, she was like, you know, early, late 20s, 27, 26 years old, had a rare heart condition. And I said, wow, man, that must have been awful for you and for your daughter. And, you know, we start talking about that whole thing. And then I told him, I said, yeah, my, my ex-wife actually died from a drug overdose, right? My son's mother died from a drug overdose years ago. And so we started talking about that. We spent the next 40 minutes or so talking about death and love and kids and trying to be a father and handle these complicated issues with your kids. And man, it just went on and on and on, right? The service tech is looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, you know, what the heck are you doing? I got other calls to run, but I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm building a relationship and I'm building a super strong relationship through this self-disclosure. I'm sharing personal things. He's sharing things back. There's a lot of research around how people trust people who are vulnerable right? People who are transparent. So he's trusting me. I'm trusting him. We have this conversation. Goes on for 40 minutes. At the end of the 40 minutes, he says, well, guys, let me go back in, talk to my wife real quick and see what we're going to do. So he goes and he talks to his wife for a while. He comes back outside and almost like a dejected child, he says, man, I got to, I hate to tell you this, guys, but I got to go with the repairs. I just can't spend 15 grand or whatever be on a new system. I just got to do the repairs. And I looked at him dead in the eye and I said, Keith, I cannot in good conscience allow you to do that. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, Keith, if those repairs, you spend that 2,000 bucks, it's not going to fix the system. And the reality is, if you want to do the repairs, I'm going to recommend to my service manager that we don't even do them for you. I want somebody else to do it. Because whoever does those repairs for you is really going to make you angry. You're going to be really disappointed when you spend two grand and the system doesn't work right. And I don't want you mad at me, right? I said, Keith, my strongest, most sincere recommendation, what I would do in my home is to bite the bullet and replace this system now. And he looks down at the ground for a second, he looks back up and he says, let's do it. And we started talking about financing and systems and all that kind of stuff. My point is I was able to give him sincere advice. Remember, in, 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 as a service technician, there's one part of your job that's the mechanical part, but check it out, you know, half of your income is gonna come from your ability to communicate and influence and sell stuff, right? So in this case, People are going to take your recommendations at the end, whatever those are going to be, they're going to take those recommendations based on their relationship and their trust with you. In that situation, Keith had a high level of trust in me, right? He knew I was talking from my heart, friend to friend, right? If you're just talking about mechanical stuff, you can't tell people, you know, this is my strongest recommendation. It'll sound insincere. So understand the relationship is so freaking important. You just cannot invest enough time. Now, obviously, we're talking about the relationship in the introduction, right, the beginning of the call. But that process is happening all through the call, isn't it, right? During the mechanical magic, you're talking to the homeowner, you're showing them different things. That relationship is building the whole time. But you got to make sure that you're investing in the relationship and having conversations outside of the scope of the mechanical conversation. Now, Zig Ziglar had an old uh, famous method of communicating with people and building relationships called FORM, F-O-R-M. It's an acronym. It stands for family occupation, recreation, and material possessions. And what he meant by that is that you can talk to people about any one of those four things and you'll find one of them they're interested in, right? So, you know, is your family, you know, from this area? How long have you guys lived here? Do you come from a big family, small family, right? And if they're not interested in talking about their family, ask them, well, what do you do for a living? Occupation. Well, how'd you get in that line of work? How long have you been doing it, 
right? What do you do when you're not working? What kind of recreational stuff, right? Tell me about that boat in the garage, material possessions. Eventually, you will stumble onto a topic that they're very passionate about. And when you find out what they're passionate about, then that's when you ask for advice. And that goes to an even deeper level because now you're showing interest and now you're asking advice. Who do you ask advice from? People that you trust and respect. So you're communicating that you trust the homeowner. You respect the homeowner. You're going to share you know, uh, personal uh, stories with them as they do, right? You can't be too pushy with it. But if they share something personal, don't be afraid to share something personal back. Those are the things that build the strong relationships. And I'm telling you, as sure as I'm sitting here in the studio today, that your income is completely tied to your ability to build relationships. And again, as I get older in my sales career, my business career, the relationships are everything because people will take your advice. People will take your recommendations if they trust you. And they will trust you if you take the time to build a strong relationship. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed all that content. If you're a member, feel free to check out the other financing videos on the platform. There are tons of other training resources to help you better understand our financing options and the platform and how it can help you grow your business. Well, that's it for today, folks. Until we meet again, bye-bye for now.